This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Production services by Sidekick Media Services. And listeners like you supporting us at patreon.com slash awesomecast. Get geeky, get awesome. It is the awesome cast. I'm Mike Sorgat, Sorgatron on Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Ready to roll with you guys and uh and 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 talk geeky things and some something some rockety things too, I so suppose we'll probably get to too. Uh but we have with us back on the show. Back back wait, I don't even remember who was on the show last week. No, you weren't on the show last week. Back on the show from Studio C in the big D of Dormant PA. He is a gadget guru, a big bank international esquire. He is John Chichilla. I think it's been three weeks. Oh, geez, really? I think I was well, off the last week, the week before. I was on three weeks ago. I well, Kraus and Potter have been uh, jumping in left and right on this show, so it's, it's been really great that they've been able to fill in uh, in the meantime. But, uh, but no, glad to have you back and uh, figure out how many new things you've installed in your home in that time. Oh, you'll, dude, that's one of my awesome things. Of the week. Well, there you go. See, I didn't even look at the notes. I just knew intuitively <laughs> you probably did something. You've been gone so long, you haven't met Edward, Edward the goat with his bow tie. Oh, no, the bow tie fell not. off. Oh, the oh bow, no. We'll put the bow tie on later. Okay, we'll just put that there. No, Nothing happened. Um, yes, that's our new co-host on the show. So, anyways. Also with us is our social media extraordinaire, and I don't know. I, 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 we need to figure out new titles for you because you're doing a bunch of things. Uh, Katie Dudas is with <laughs> us. The Dudders. I'm the big D from the little C. The big D from the little C. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. Right. Exactly. How are you doing, Katie? Good. Well, thank you. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, but we're going to get into all the geeky things here. In the meantime, please go check out everything at awesomecast.com. It's up at awesomecast.sorgatronmedia.com. Uh, and you can also uh, subscribe to us on all of your podcast players. A lot of you guys do. Thank you so much for supporting us. And uh, also, uh, shout out to our friends over on Post Industrial, helping share the awesomeness. And uh, also, uh, we are live here every Tuesday on uh, the awesomecast. Uh, Facebook, YouTube page, and the Sorgatron Media Twitch. And we also do have spaces open uh, over on uh, Twitter as well. We've uh, modified that a little bit. Not doing a video streaming. See, people, see, people seem to dig these spaces, guys. So uh, we're, uh, we're seeing what we can do with that, too. And, uh, and, of course, you can be in there in the chat on any of those platforms to, um, to, to share, you know, to be part of the conversation here during the show. And we appreciate if you do. Um, and also thank you to our, if I can get it on here, there it is. Our Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash awesome cast. Our friends supporting the show at the executive producer level, Brian Crawford at the coffee club level, uh, Matt Weller, uh, John Carmen, Cynthia Klosky, Scott McTaggart, and Mike pound. And at the fan of the show level. Oh no, my page reloaded. Who's ty- who's typing at the top. <laughs> Um, at the fan show level, Michael Fedor, Professor Buzzkill, and Dave Ponder. You guys can support the show too at patreon.com slash awesome cast. So let's get into our awesome things of the <laughs> Katie, you got a trapper keeper? What? I did. <laughs> I got a trapper keeper. 
are these throwback now? Are like have, have they like I I've seen like something about trapper keepers. I don't know, maybe TikTok or something. Is that is, is it is it a throwback thing or are these still yeah. perfectly functional for the current generation? Well, I think it's more functional. Well, they came back last year. They were a thing last year, but okay. I didn't get one last year. But I got one this year. Uh, Mama Dutters bought me a trapper keeper, and I'm so excited about it. And it is, as an owner of an OG trapper keeper, these are infinitely better than ours. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, They've been upgraded? All, wait, wait. That sound. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, so the nothing is really super sharp. You can tell that it's much better quality, like when you open it. No, jeez. You've got the little, like a little slot in the front here. You got the, like, it still comes with the folders with my uh, little useful information, oh, my wow. name, my subject. I can do some uh, multiplications. Uh, ask me how many pints are in a quart. I can tell you that now. Um, <laughs> bitten before, but oh, now I can tell uh, you. For the youngins, this is what we did before Google uh, and Siri. Would, would uh, We could ask these questions. And I think the best part about this upgrade is it's a clipboard on the back. So, like, you would flip, like, behind, behind, behind the last page. Like, the back cover has a clipboard spot on top. Nice. And it flips over perfectly. So, it can really actually be either you can click your notes in there or use it as a clipboard, which I was pretty excited about. I was like, ooh, because, you know, I'm a paper nerd. So, this was very exciting to me. So, are you going back to school again or what was? <laughs> yeah, because you've, you've seen all my stuff. I do not need to be in any sort of school to buy. No, 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 any you don't. Sort of... <laughs> no, you don't. We literally were in like a, this geeky anime store um, at the Florida Mall. And I was like, look, that's a table of notebooks for you and uh, for you and Katie, I said to Missy. So... <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. <You> so. Know. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I haven't decided what, what I'm going to do with it yet. Because oh, I feel like... Like, so so this is a this is a tool this is a solution in search of a problem is what you're trying to tell me yes <laughs> it's interesting though because we're not at least in our school district you're not allowed phones in the school to be powered on anymore so there is no more google there is no more use mm. calculator on your phone um they have outlawed cellular technology so. <laughs> wait wow mm. yeah okay. no no smart well i don't know maybe if you brought a flip phone Okay. <laughs> Maybe you'd be allowed to use that. It, it is the point. Now, here's the question, because I remember there was always that question, because I had the, the calculator watch sometimes, and like, as long as you don't use it on a test or something, right? Um, yeah. That, yeah. That, even the calculator watch, I would imagine, would be okay today. In, in, mm -hmm. in high school, they still you still need a graphing calculator. Uh, you probably, probably these days you need it in middle school, but they just, they don't want... Like the TikTok challenges, they don't yes, want anyone yes. videotaping things. That has been they don't a, want that has been Have you heard this about the technology to track that the students aren't spending too much time in the bathroom? I have Ooh. not heard of this that. This has been a story that's been going around. I've heard about it on a couple of shows, I think, over the last week. Um, I guess, and again, you know, one of the things is to, you know, you know, uh, you know, the TikTok challenges is one of the concerned, right? Um, there, and, and for those who don't know, like, the TikTok challenges are like this is where like the the crazy stuff, like slap a teacher and and you know, like like wild stuff, like stunts basically, and challenges that are probably going to give you detention and maybe even ejected from school. Um, so like this has become, a, I guess, pretty much an issue there. Um, so so I don't know. That, that's a whole other discussion i know and and I, I was just wondering if you kind of ran into that yet chilla well i have not um <clears throat> i didn't even look up i remember there was a there was some tv show i was watching where there was a tiktok challenge that they talked about that 
was like you they wanted you to like jump across all the desks mm-hmm. while the teacher had their back turned. Oh, and that geez. just sounds that That's, just sounds dangerous. That sounds stupid. What the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is happening? So oh. you've never been in a classroom where everybody like as soon as the teacher turned around, everybody's desk got turned around. Like you've never done one of those things. Um, when they See, left the fun. I was I was at one where when they left the room <laughs> and it did not end well. Um, geez, that was that was that was weird. <laughs> I don't even know why. Yeah, and just to get everybody to do that <laughs> too, right? It was like, all right, I don't want to be the weird one not doing it, and I guess we're all in trouble. So you know, it's one of those like it was one of those like you can't fire us all, right? Um, but they can give most of you detention. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways, overcrowding in the detention room. That's right, exactly. <laughs> all of us. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, Steve's in the chat room, and he says that uh, I just just read earlier today that the inventor of the trapper keeper passed away. Uh, at 84 years old, like yesterday. So, Case, Katie, yeah. did you just like unknowingly uh, homage the passing of the Trapper Keeper owner? Or yes, and I'm very sad. Yes. The creator of the Trapper Keeper. Yes. <laughs> That's wow. still a great name, though, for something. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Wouldn't he be the Keeper of the Trapper Keeper? The Keeper of the Trapper? No. Mm. Keeper. Um, anyways, uh, so. <laughs> That was like something that we was tried back in the eighties with the 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 turnaround desk turnaround situation. I mean, that was we were well into the nineties when that happened. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the people were more people were more interesting in my second school <laughs> those last couple of years. That's for sure. Anyways, uh, Chilla, what's your awesome thing of the week? My awesome thing is the I don't know how you even pronounce it. Broan Broan New Tone. I just, Chroma I just like comfort bathroom. I like the idea. I like the idea of just like bro, bro, bro. Yeah, something like Brown. that. Sure. So wait, what is this? So it is the Chroma Comfort bathroom exhaust fan. Oh, Sensonic Bluetooth speaker and LED light. <laughs> wait, what? In white. Are you having a rave in your bathroom? I, I, I am now. Jeez. <laughs> so wait, so it looks like it's a big light. And you see, and it's a speaker that it's in your ceiling. Okay, and it's a fan. Okay, so like I, I replaced my ceiling fan, my my bathroom fan, exhaust fan with this thing, right? But it's also waterproof. It, okay, well that's you for, can put it in your shower. Oh, so it can go above your shower, so that's not a problem either. Okay, and, and there's a there's an app for your oh, phone, geez. so you can change the color of the light. There's a video for this with a with a. a, a a solemn rubber ducky and now candles. What is happening right now? Because you can change the color to be okay. any color you want. But I have like I have like a small bathroom where I have my our <laughs> bathroom's tiny. Okay. But now it's it, it's well lit with a nice big fan and a loud Bluetooth speaker. Oh. <laughs> this is where I'll just broadcast the audio from the tech talks I I, list, I, I watch on the in the bathroom, right? Yeah. And that, I mean that's one nice thing. Yeah, we can play music, play podcast, play whatever. Mm-hmm. And the other cool thing is the way they did the um, the controller for the fan, so you can control it from your phone. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. I love the. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, this scene here. I'm going to have to describe it for audio. So there's the app coming up, and in a moment you're going to see um, Steam come up, music come out. <laughs> I just this animation's hilarious on here, but uh, and she's dancing in the bathroom as you do. I'm sorry. Carry on. That's okay. Tell us about your bathroom dance parties. But the but the 
with the switch for this, obviously you can use it from your phone and mm -hmm. not everyone that comes into your house is going to want to turn on the fan or turn on the light from the phone. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually a battery powered wall, kind of like wall panel. I don't know if you saw in the video, um, they showed it. I don't know if they have it on, I don't see it on the image, the rollover images. Um, but it, it um, uses two AAA batteries. Um, so you don't necessarily have to wire in the, the wall panel, which I thought was super nice. It's nice. Just, you hold down the button, it syncs and you're good to go. I like so, it. And obviously, like I said, you can use the, you can turn on your Bluetooth sync to it and use mm -hmm. the app. Um, but I like for, you know, not everyone wants to, wants to whip out their phone when they want to turn on the light or turn on the fan. So right, right. To, to me, super, super nice, super easy to use. Um, installation was really nice. They give you actually on the cardboard box it comes in, they give you the, your panel cutout size. I replaced a, a light that was in the ceiling. So I had to cut it a little bigger, um, but super nice, super easy to use. Like I said, um, and it does come in at it is a little pricey. It's two hundred bucks. But how often are you replacing the light in your bathroom? So is this if if my um if if, if I have a pretty standard exhaust fan situation, like that's going to like it's going to fit pretty well there. Yeah, it should. Be, yeah, based on the based on what I have in my one wall section. Yeah. Nice. So we'll have a link for that in the document. Sorry, I'm trying to I'm trying to pull something here real quick. Um, excellent. So that is the Brone um, new tone and speaker system you can check out there. Um, so so you, I was right. You did install something. I knew it. I knew it. enough time had passed. There wouldn't be anything new in your studio. <laughs> and if you don't and if you don't want all the the beautiful colors of the LEDs, they do make some lower end. Still Bluetooth, um, still LED light, but not necessarily mm -hmm. um, multicolor changing LED. I think there's some other ones that are around the hundred dollar price. This is this is the this is the maybe I don't want to have a dance party one version, right? Yeah, you can get a yeah, you can get okay. the non dance party version. <laughs> uh, my awesome thing of the week, I got a uh, you know as usual, I get to go to some pretty cool places um, uh, 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 for work basically. So. Uh, and this isn't updated on here. I'm very disappointed. I was going to pull up my photos from this adventure. So I got to film. Uh, we we're doing a shoot down in uh, Lakeland, Florida, um, where where we've done um, um, every the two out of three years. We're doing an aero design down there. So I was with our friends at, uh, for that. We're doing some videos about like kind of the checklist kind of things. Um, and it's at the Florida Air Museum that we were. Um, it, when the first year I went, we actually did tech inspection in this, in this, um, in this museum, and uh, and it was cool because like there's there's planes that are hanging, there's a Red Baron uh, that's in there, and there's there's a lot of really cool things like that. And uh, this is our first time back there, and uh, and 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 they had done a lot of renovations since. And actually, there's a picture. Nope, is it showing the picture? Hey, let's plug it back in 
so we can show the pictures. <laughs> so uh, in a second, I'll be able to show you this. Um, but anyways, yeah. Oh, there's one. There you see the uh, the pictures there um, of us. Uh, we're taking a little early morning tour before we got into things uh, of this, and uh, and that was that was pretty cool. And it's the Florida Air Museum Skylab Innovation Center. There's also the Sun and Fun uh, Expo facility. Actually, right across from this is a uh, a pilot um, um, school. Like like there's like there's like pilot high school programs around this, and this is a smaller kind of regional airport. There's a lot of connections with like there's a lot of like Amazon delivery, um, Amazon um, um, warehouses and other warehouses things going on. Uh, so there's a lot of connection there. You know, it's not like a big big airport. Um, but uh, so we got to shoot a couple of shots here, and I got to check out some of the new tech um, that they had involved here. And let me see if I can throw uh, pull together a, a picture of some of it. Um, so, so they they had this um, Skylab uh, uh, center uh, for excellence. They have is a big educational center. Uh, one room was was just flight simulators, just just decked out PCs uh, um, with with a flight simulator like you know pedals and gears and and, and sticks and everything. Uh, they had another room that was just 3D printers and uh, and there was like 3D printing like planes and shuttles and things like that. Uh, the room that we got to work in and actually here's a little shot of the space that we were working in for our videos uh, in a second there. This is actually what they what they determined to be the drone room. And remember the little Tello Trello Tello uh, 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 um, uh, drone that I, I have that I've been kind of playing with to try to learn drones and it's kind of a cheaper one. I'm not worried about crashing. They have a stack of these. Because unfortunately, when they have the students in, they're right by, they're literally right beside the airport. Like, like you walk out and there's the runway, <laughs> you know? Um, and they're like, well, we get these ones because they're really made for indoors because we can't fly anything outside because of the uh, limitations, you know, of being by the airfield. And as much as you can try, you know, if you give, you know, a 13 year old a, a drone and tell them, don't fly it over there or up 100 feet. You know how that's going to go, right? Uh, so I would, I, I was surprised. So I got my roof replaced about a year ago, mm -hmm. and the one of the one of the things that I liked about the company was they gave you pictures for insurance purposes every like forty five minutes or hour throughout the installation process. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> now. One of the things that I was excited about was they're like, yeah, we we do drone photography for them too. So you get like an aerial shot of your roof. And then if anything happens, you can say, like someone says, well, the, the underlay was put in improperly or the nails weren't put in properly. You're mm -hmm. like, no, look, I have time lapse like photos throughout the process to nice. prove. Nice. Um, but they went and put the drone up. And I mean, my house is not, I, I have a normal two-story house. It's yeah. not like yeah. whatever. It's not, I don't live in a, Stark a, Tower. A, a typical um, two-story lot house in the Pittsburgh yep. area, right? Right. Yeah. And the, the drone aired out like halfway up the house and said, this is like, it's a no-fly zone. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's Which weird. I mean, like they must've had, like, I, like, I don't know. What kind of drone they had to like it's it's that cool that it can tell mm -hmm. all that information but um yeah so i was surprised like my i guess my house higher end drones are not allowed to fly by uh, above like well a 10, lot of yeah 15 feet 
Well, it, it's also <laughs> and you're you're um I think you're a little more up on a hill than I, and yeah. even I am. Uh, um, you know, your elevation's a little higher, so there might be some limitations around that. Um, so no, they, have... if you have the higher end drones, they should have like a GPS elevation sensor in there that is registered with like FAA standards to to actually block you from violating anything. Um, so they, and I imagine they, they have it for this purpose. It's going to be a higher end one like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So versus like those little tele drones are just like, yeah, like wherever your Wi-Fi from your phone can reach and that's it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, like I'm already limited. You know, I know I'm not going any further here. It's not going to sail off in the distance at this point. Right. So which is actually one of the things because there's a lot of discussion about automation and and maybe applying it to this aero design competition, you know, and, and, and you know, I, and I learned I learned a lot about planes and rc uh planes and drones uh over this weekend just being around uh glenn and tom and 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 josh down there um i know katie you're familiar with those guys um and uh and 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 just like 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 you know if you're doing an automation you got to make sure like it's not going to just fly off you got to make sure as an automatic like i'm not connected to anything and just kind of the gradual land kind of the um um i've fallen asleep in my tesla and it'll gradually um, um pull off and and slow down right like I think that is a feature that we've talked about. It's not that another automated car that we probably talked about before. You know that kind of idea is like the kind of like like you know uh, a takeover. There's no human. Oh no, what do I do? Um, process of something like that. Um, Dave actually asked in the chat room, and I will confirm. Yes, that is a wind tunnel behind them. You see a little. Um, let's see. I'm gonna zoom in here. Um, yeah, it was in the, it's like an airflow wind tunnel, like for testing aerodynamics, showing aerodynamics. You see, there's a little wing in there. So you can kind of see, um, what that, they probably use that to demonstrate. And other than that, that's just stacks of, pl- <laughs> just stacks of RC planes we're using for samples. I also want to point out here, um, I think I had a pretty good, uh, you can see that there, but, um, I, I had a pretty good shot here. I think this was from the GoPro. Um, they made this really cool cutout for this and these are these are videos that we're going to be putting together and it'll be up for the students here uh in the next several weeks but it, 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 they wanted to demonstrate that whole idea was just like better know the things that are going to hold you up at tech inspection um and actually be able to visually say here you need to cut this this you need to have this kind of space this needs to work like this kind of thing so uh they had actually built this like really cool cutaway uh kind of looks like the the middle of the plane um, you know, the fuel slodge area, the battery area, things like that. So they can demonstrate like, in, in, you know, for instance, here, if you're seeing our video, there's a battery and you see these little like, like, uh, screws sticking out and they're trying to demonstrate you cannot have that sticking out because if something happens, this thing like butts up crashes or something, that battery is now going into a screw and you can have a, a pretty catastrophic failure that's going to involve fire extinguishers, probably. Um, you know, things like that, that that would be flagged if they were going through technical inspection, because technical inspection, I think, above anything else, is a safety inspection for when they fly these things to make sure there's not going to be any issues with the plane, um, or at least minimize the issues with the plane when they go up. Um, so um, that, that, was, that was really cool. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to show, uh, this is the other, the, the, third, the fourth room, I'm sorry, um i think it's right here this was cool and and i was told there's like 120 some of these uh in the country and one was nearby at SeaWorld, i guess in orlando um this is a sphere and i don't know if i got video oh hey here's a cool uh, nvidia um um, arm board that's basically uh it's a jetson nano developer kit um it's something that they'll use for like some of the targeting that they'll do in the advanced class 
Um, and it's basically like a ra- it's it's just a really badass raspberry pie, apparently, uh, from what I was what I was explained. Um, but anyways, back to this. So this sphere, it's like a weather sphere, and they have um, what they're showing here. They can throw a lot of kind of different videos and, and overlays to it. But there was what they're specifically showing here is um, is is like weather cover and cloud cover that they they can switch it to and everything. Um, so that was really cool. This is actually so it's a big ball <laughs> hanging in the middle of the uh, room, and uh, and there are four projectors, um, in, you know, one in each corner. And that's how they do this this kind of sphere uh, effect. And apparently, theirs is one of the few ones that they can actually lift. And then they can they actually do have because I know you're curious about this. Uh, they do have a disco ball mode on this. I got to see them demonstrate. So, <laughs> and there's a big projector in the background and everything. They were showing on that day. I think this was Friday. The SpaceX launch was was uh, being delayed at that point. So, and uh, and yes. Yes, the the Artemis launch was delayed, and we were there, um, disappointed as we gathered and got up at one in the morning to drive over and uh, and everything. But uh, and I know I know Jenny, uh, um, um, you know Jane Pitt on Twitter. Um, she she was there doing the press social stuff, and it was really cool to see uh, her perspective of everything going on. This is the wild thing, um, and and I, and I don't know, it's just because there were so many people there this time because I I've been there for a SpaceX. This was at the uh, um, Space, uh, like space, space watch park or something like that. And I was at the same one a, a year and a half ago um, for SpaceX, and there was definitely more people. There were a lot of um, video. You know, everybody had a live a live view. You know, and we talked about that before. That's what the, has the cell signals, and you should be able to get out. There were so many people jam packed in the area, uh, and Ginny had the same thing too. Um, all cell service went down. So all of those people with these super expensive multi, like probably at least five digit um, um, video packs that run off a cell signal were dead in the water. (laughs) Absolutely dead in the water because every service provider, every um, every cell tower um, was was even over on the island um, uh, across the Cape from us where uh, where uh, the, the press was. Um, you know, just down from the rocket themselves. They literally just all the service went out about an hour uh, before launch. So it was hard for us to get updates. We had a guy that, that Missy was talking to. His wife was at home watching NASA TV and, and, and giving us updates on what was happening because if, if you haven't heard, you know, Artemis had a crack in, uh, I think it was one of the fuel tanks, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and thank you, partner, for um, um, giving me the link that they did, they did do an update at 6 p.m. Uh, an hour before the show. Uh, they did a conference call on exactly uh, what, what what was going on, uh, what they're planning to do at least. So there was a big crack that they they discovered about probably like three hours before launch time, and then and then they had a two hour window. They're trying to see if they could solve it in time for the launch, um, and and and, and correct it. Um, but then there was a big lightning hit like just down from the 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 the, the shuttle launch, and I think altogether I forget if that was a part of it or just altogether they they scrapped it at basically. Probably about five minutes after the launch window was supposed to start at 8:33 a.m. on uh, Monday, so it's unfortunate we went all the way out there and we missed it. But we got to see the rocket. We got to see some NASA ness. We got to talk to um, um, a lot of a lot of uh, 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 space enthusiasts, we'll say, uh, around us. And it was really cool to be um, around that atmosphere, just packed with a bunch of people to just hear this, you know, to see this rocket go off, right? Um, they are supposed to be trying it again this Saturday. I think it's at 2.17 p.m. off the top of my head. Um, but uh, so, so yeah, so hopefully they'll have some 
Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe we'll truck in some cell repeaters. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I remember it being a little rough last time, but I remember it being so because um, there's um there's a, a space museum people that are there, um, and they they would get on the speaker and tell us what was going on, and they would um have the radio going, which which I think they were taking off YouTube, and they just weren't even able to do that. Uh, you know, two hours out, they weren't able to give us that, and we were hearing that, and and especially when they were uh, discovering uh, some of the issues with the tank and. And everything like that as they were doing the fueling and everything. So it was still a cool experience regardless to be there around all that kind of stuff and kind of see the area and everything. But um, maybe next time. That was not bad. I did two for three for watching rocket launches, though. So I'll take that. I'll take that. But unfortunately, Missy didn't get to see um, it in action. So um, maybe next time. There's always March. Katie, we'll, we'll, we'll see what's going on in March with their launching. All right. <laughs> we'll just show up. There'll be nothing happening. We'll just like tailgate. Like, it's well, it, well, it'll be a lot easier to go to the Space Museum then, right? So yeah. <laughs> there is a visitor center at Kennedy. So, um, but yeah, we, we we drove down to like Cocoa Beach and everything and just, to, you know, see the ocean real quick before we drove back uh, uh, closer to um, uh, get our flight back. So NASA said the two hour long launch win- window opens at 217 on Saturday, meaning it could be a liftoff anytime between. And that was a question too, was the uh, the weather uh, issues in there. And, and even before the issues that they found um this is also you know keep in mind this is the first time that this vehicle has launched so they were discussing about like some of the fueling processes may have to be altered because they were taking long and even before they found the issues it it seemed like the timetable kept moving um and, and hence the window um but and i know i know we had thunderstorms all weekend long um and and uh they we, we were literally watching them like over the ocean You're like was that one coming this way uh, you know you know it, it, it's just the very florida thing that happens um so it is uh um um they, they, they you know they had to dance around that that weather window and i remember the last spacex one it was like we have a 20 minute window where the clouds are clear let's go you know and that's it so it's pretty wild to, to think, think about you know what all goes into those kind of calculations and everything like that so um <laughs> <laughs> and for and since I just watched the uh, third season, everything's like, oh yeah, just like for all mankind, how they did that, you know, kind of thing. So, um, but anyways, um, but no, that was a really cool experience. And, and definitely go check out Jenny's um, Twitter uh, um, from the last several days uh, about all the experiences that she had over there and how much money she spent on NASA merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> so um anyways hey right down on earth here uh we want to give a shout out to our friends up the street at slice on broadway new york city style yinzer made beachview carnegie east end and the north hills give a shout out to our good friends over there for helping feeding our guests we got some coming in for mayhem show tonight uh so nice to know they're not going to go away hungry as they're uh, taking their evenings to spend with us and uh, we do appreciate that and they've been with us for a good long time uh, thank you them. Check them out. Sliceonbroadway.com. Okay, guys. What stories do you want to hit up for the back of the show here? Anything sticking out to you? Anything you guys put in here while I wasn't looking? Katie, how about you? I did. I was going to say, I, I yes. threw... Where'd you go? I put in there that the um, Royal Caribbean mm. will be equipping it, all of its cruise ships with the Starlink Maritime Service. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, maritime. I was like, I like maritime better than maritime. I wonder what they've been using in the meantime. I and I haven't been on a cruise. Trachi was just on one. And I know some other people that that do them, but um, like I, I don't know. Is it is it, was it probably satellite up until now, right? So I, think, I would guess. It, but, I'm not sure. 
and I was reading an article. I'll have to try to see if I can find it. Um, I'm guessing they just they need this not just for guests because I I read an article and I, I don't know if it was Royal Caribbean or which um, which line of, what which cruise line it was, but they talked about how they were using a combination of AWS, Azure, mm-hmm. I think GCP, Google, um, to carry on anything from, you know, point of sale type devices on the cruise um, to online ordering, like everything, uh, cruise ship, like systems, everything you know there's not much that runs standalone right and they're Mm -hmm. not going to install a server room on the the cruise ship um so yeah so like they were talking about how they're 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 not only multi-cloud but they needed heavy bandwidth connectivity and if Mm -hmm. you're out on the open seas it gets rather difficult i know Mm -hmm. airlines for a while were storing the credit card information and had enough to know that the credit card was valid but and not expired but think about it if you went on a wow on a flight and you said hey here's my card but there was no money in the account then what so and even if they, they didn't have the wi-fi connection i don't know how many times i've been on a southwest flight and be like they were just like no internet this time sorry guys you know like like so mm-hmm. the, the, there's nothing they could have depended on even if they did provide the service uh yeah this this uh TechCrunch article katie uh put in here uh references about current satellite options aren't great. Yep, familiar with that. Um, so, and <laughs> I love it's just like, hey, uh, yeah, the premium Wi-Fi costs will probably pay for itself, like in the first month of these things. Like that makes a lot of sense. Um, service- I do like how they talk about how much it costs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to you want to read that there? You got that in front of you? Uh, yeah. So it's like roughly five thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. and has at least a ten thousand dollar upfront hardware fee for mm-hmm. special terminals. So, and I'm sure the special treatment to this being a moving situation versus something you would set up in your house, you know, um, or, or in her case, a field at Aero Design when people would show up. I've been really? at I've been at like two or three events where I've seen a Starlink set up. By the way, like I think you might have seen one at Formula. You're you're worth me of all those. <laughs> so, but yeah, they had one like randomly set up at Formula too, didn't they? That was yeah, int- we saw Aero and Formula. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, and we used, we tapped into it and used it for a stream. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't the only thing we streamed out on. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> so uh, I don't feel confident enough on that yet, you know, so with them, so not enough testing, but, but it was good to have like another connection to, to split everything with at least. Right. Um, and at least a connection that was not like the shared cell service in the middle of a field somewhere, <laughs> you know, so um, I, I think we do get lucky the most places, uh, Katie, you're going to be, well, I'm really curious to see how you do in Florida because we're on like the fringe of the town and I did not have more than two bars like the entire time I was down there, uh, around the space where we're working and it was even worse in the building. So, uh, I, <laughs> we have not done a live stream from there and I'm, I think the T-Mobile was also relatively questionable. So I'm, I'm curious to see what your Verizon is doing. Um, I love so. that we compete when we go places. Well, well see, like, the more, what do you got? What do we got? More and more <laughs> of this is happening because I, I keep running into the, I feel like I keep running into this with AT&T as I'm going more and more places. 
and 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 you know or the you know as i told you a few weeks ago the the nervous it guy that kind of laughed at me when i said i had at&t and they're like oh we got verizon towers like right on top of the building i'm like well that's not helpful to me right now sir uh, you know fix your internet so i can do this um but uh but uh but i am I, i've actually been like it, it's so much and then i'll look over to you and be like well you got all your bars and i'm like i'm actually been highly considering changing over if I wasn't so damn embedded with about 10 devices for, yeah. I, we determined that we are providing internet for pretty much a small community at this point with all the family plan that we have. Uh, so, um, but, uh, but also uh, one thing I also realized as we walked by a T-Mobile representative at the mall the other day, when I said, do you have T-Mobile? And I'm like, actually, yes, I have all of them. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I do, I technically have a plan with AT&T, Verizon and T-Mobile. Uh, thanks to some of the video um, services that we were signed up for. Uh, but anyways, um, so 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 cell providers, stay the F away from me. <laughs> so I got enough. You're getting enough of my money. Holy crap. But anyways, um, where did, how did we get to that? Uh, <laughs> SpaceX. SpaceX. SpaceX is what's going to happen. That's what's going to make this a... a this is, it's going to make my... I, I still have dreams. It's not there yet. I know that. But I still have dreams that that's going to let me move my studio to like the middle of a mountain or something, you know, out, just out in the middle of nowhere and everybody comes to me uh, kind of situation. But we're not there yet. Um, anyways, what else? Chilla, what else you got here you want to talk about? Um, so let's go with the stream emulate. Um, so I was reading today Ars Technica and mm. there was a leak that was quickly taken that had a had a takedown notice um but a bunch of media outlets picked it up it looks like and it, to me this looks like a super nice device mm -hmm. Log, a, a combination device from tencent and logitech um, are making a stream focused but also emulation potentially emulation focused device um it would be android based from from what we're what we're seeing mm -hmm. Um, which is nice because it's good, that puts it at a much lower price point than what we've seen um, from oh, who is the Stream Deck. So there is no price out yet, but it does look like there's the typical um, joystick type thumb thumbsticks mm -hmm. with a directional pad X Y A B um, home button. There's a the top has your typical bumpers and triggers um, with a volume up, volume down, on, off, and an SD card slot. So, so ideally, this is going to be focused on things like NVIDIA's uh, GeForce Now streaming, uh, Xbox Game Pass. Uh, there is a, a button on here for Steam, but I imagine that's going to mean like you have a computer in your home you're streaming from, the Steam Link kind of situation. Um, I, and, you know, and, and there is a, literally in the picture is a play, Google Play Store, so... There's that too. Um, yep. I, I, I feel like this is going to be you say say about the potential emulation focus, but I, I you know I feel like you're not downloading a AAA game onto this thing to play. You're going to play the AAA game on Game Pass, right? You're going to play Guardians of the Galaxy on Game Pass. You're going to play Fortnite on on Nvidia GeForce Now, right? Um, like right, it's going to be streamed down to the device. Yes. So it's 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 which will be nice because it should be optimized for the streaming experience, and sometimes wireless devices are not. Because you need a very specialized low low latency five G connection, that is not gonna uh, uh, leave you hanging, I guess. 
Yeah, um, and I'm interested too. Will it come? Will it come like with a cell radio? And will I? Can I jump? Can I jump on my AT and T connection? Can I jump on? That'd be curious to do that because I mean, five G is very good. I've, I honestly, I, I still say this. I got a, I got a Eero set up in my house to try to get the connection better. It helps in a lot of cases, but still sitting up in my bedroom and I got full Eero connection. It's a smoother experience on Game Pass when I just shut that off and I have three bars of five G. So uh, I mean, it's 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 wild that 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 the cellular technology is better for this uh, than other things. So, but yeah, um, really, a cell technology is pretty amazing, and you just never notice it until it doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. and you know, like, why does this hotel have no service? But I walk outside and I'm fine. It's just been the most maddening thing that I've experienced over the last while. But have you found a hotel with actually really good Wi-Fi? Uh, I am I am yet to be impressed with like consistently, like on as a chain. Like like I mean, I do IHG Holiday Inn most of the time or uh, Hilton's, and I've seen them like, hey, I got sixty down at this one, and then. And then the next, you know, say the next Hilton is, or the next Holiday Inn is like, yeah, you kind of got two, you know? Um, yeah, it's 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 really, it's not, it's where you're at. Uh, this is a Spectrum neighborhood um, where we were at. And uh, and I kept, which is, which is so, again, was continued to be so maddening because I was keep seeing Spectrum, Spectrum Wi-Fi is like, we see Xfinity in this area. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. like the sign-in thing. And we're like, sign up for a free trial and you get a half an hour trial to spectrum internet presumably cable i'd i'd, I'd imagine and it was god awful <laughs> it was bad it's like what are we doing here guys um yeah no i think i was just in a generally terrible place for for internets um because you know you're at an airport like why would you you're at a regional people learning to fly airport with people with ultra lights and prop planes you know that that's the purpose of the area you know they're not going to there, there's not a lot of infrastructure there, <laughs> I guess. So you know, you think Amazon would have it situated? I'm sure they got a good pipe going in there, right? So, anyways, um, there were satellite trucks set up there. That so you knew they were good. Oh, there was a satellite truck. I was trying to explain to the missy. There was a satellite truck that had the big satellite that was definitely for broadcasting. And then right down there was a little dinky Directv one too. And just the, it, on the same roof, right? And I'm just, I was like, it just, it, I, I imagine it's for feedback, right? To loop, like, see that what's coming back and through, or keep an eye on the, you know, whatever station you were working with or something. Anyways, uh, what else we got here? Hey, while you're mentioning that, um, there was a really good article about on PC Gamer about, um, hey, you know what the Steam Deck. Or the, yeah, the Steam Deck from Valve is really good at 3DS and Wii U games, apparently, because <laughs> you got a touch screen and then you can send um, you can send through the HDMI so that, you know, where the 3DS, you had the screen and, and then the little touch screen. Or if you're on a Wii U, you had the big screen stuff going on and you had the touch screen that you could interact with. Right. So you can HDMI out to the big screen and have a touch screen to emulate that other part of it. It's freaking genius, and I guess it works really, really well um, on this hardware. So that's something you can completely do. I think they're completely. What is that? What is that? Is that? Am I looking at Animal Crossing? Maybe. I don't know. I'm looking. I'm looking. This isn't loading too well. 
Um, but yeah, so that's, that's a pretty cool possibility you can get into there. If you did happen to pick up, pick up a Steam Deck, I know my brother's been playing with it. Lucky, lucky guy. <laughs> I, I wish I didn't cancel my uh, my uh, my pre thing now. But anyways, um, what else we have? Hey, you know, you guys want to talk iOS devices? There's an event next week, next Wednesday, <laughs> which means when most of you listen to this podcast on the on the podcast feed, you'll probably we we will not speculate the entire episode since it'll just be not even matter by one p.m. the next day. <laughs> that's my that's what we'll attempt to do, right? We'll so. just be like, <laughs> no, we can just make crazy predictions and then be like, we were totally wrong. This yeah, is yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, how we can pretend we were. like we're we're going along with it. <gasps> yes, we could be like, the, we got a scoop. Like, well, the results X-ray technology. Well, <laughs> our results from the future are in from the Apple event tomorrow, and uh, everybody enjoy your new um, um, Apple Apple Car Play or no, yeah, your 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 Apple Hover Car is is coming soon and is on pre order. And uh, good luck. Runs in M M three M three Pros. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Amanda actually had a pretty cool. Um, this is, this is kind of an awesome tip of the week, actually, at least for upcoming for for anybody when they're, they're uh, upgrading to uh, the next iOS or Watch OS, I guess would be, which uh, should be a mere weeks away at this point, right? I mean, heck, we may even get, well, heck, we might we might get it like next week after the event, because um, sometimes I would drop like within like a few days, if not a week out. But uh, she was talking about she was listening to an accessibility iOS podcast this week and found something new. Um, if you need to show off your watch, your Apple watch in iOS 16, you can screencast your watch to your phone and then you can cast it to any device through AirPlay or even just what we do here with, uh, you know, I just have an HDMI adapter and that's how we bring things into the switcher. And then there you go. So, so Chilla, we, we should be able to show off, um, um, Apple watch stuff pretty easily here very soon. I'm very interested. So where? So is that? Where do you get to that in the phone? I don't. I don't have my watch. My I watch say you, and you have all these. You, you, you have these. You live in the future. Tell us how it is. I'm gonna have to play. I saw this in the show notes, and I didn't have time to run up and grab my, mm-hmm. my device. I'm interested. Like, where is that? Oh, I don't know. Um, Amanda knows all. She's. Amanda knows all. Yeah. The other thing is, I don't have the beta on the watch. I only have the beta ah, on the yes. phone. Yes, yes. Um, have you have you had issues with the like? Is that okay? Here's here's because I know Katie, you've been having an interesting experiment. I don't know if you're ready to talk about it yet. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to bring this up? Yeah. So, Chilla, here, let's discuss this. Um, I'm training for a very long hike, and so part of my workouts include very long workouts, um, like long hikes and such. And so when I'm running these, I'm I'm using my workout feature on my watch. I'm starting that um, for the hike. I'm using All Trails, which is an app mm-hmm. um, that's also tr- you can you track with either within like the actual map of the park that I'm at, or just kind of do free whatever, and it'll just track where I go. And then even pulled out Strava, which um, uses the information from Health uh, to track my stuff. And I'm getting wildly different lengths of like how long, how far, like distance wise, how far I've walked. Mm-hmm. Um, or hiked and the amount of elevation change has also been wildly different 
and it is frustrating me. Is the watch no elevation, though? Hold on, hold on, chill, chill. Let me show some examples here real quick before we get into this. Um, first of Ooh, all, yeah. here, here's mine. Um, this, is a, this is a walk I went to. This was a, a, a almost three-mile walk I went to on Thursday. And uh, again, uh, all trails is shown at 2.88 miles, uh, outdoor walk 2.83. And then I'll pull up Katie's here. I should have yours in messages. Were you sending me that? Does that seem accurate? Yes. Okay, give me like two seconds. So you're get you're doing, and there's the one I sent you. So you're going. So how many miles are you looking at? You're like six, seven, ten, something like that. And well, the, yeah, because the last one was um, eighteen on my Apple, my uh, workouts at eighteen. Um, All trails said twenty-one, I think, and then Strava was at thirty-one. So, so here is, yeah, miles. yeah, here's one, here's one you sent me. It says 16.94 miles, and that is the Apple hiking uh, mm-hmm. thing, and saying 99%. Then it's saying uh, 18.1 miles on uh, on all trails. So, so and we, but, we could, but what is, what is Strava showing for the map? Well, Strava is just using the health information from my phone. So it's just kind that of like a, like, yeah, that's, it, it's extrapolating yeah, it's like a best that. guesstimate or, yeah. Cause, oh, absolutely. cause do you remember where the, was it, I can't remember who it was. Was it Pokemon, Pokemon Go was doing something weird with their kilometer tracking. And if you like the polling interval was so long that if you ran, if you were a fast runner and you mm-hmm. ran a hundred yards, like down a field and a hundred yards back, it would, it would say you were, you've never moved. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The, it only pulls every so often to see where or like, yeah. if you went, if you went across the street this way and then cut back this way, it calculated the distance between the two points, not the where you actually went. And, and I think it is a different metrics, right? Because the, uh, the 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 watch itself is is has a step counter, which and 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 nothing. And I think this this should be in, in everything is so we're we're doing you know calorie counting and things like that. And we're like, listen, this is a guide. It's okay if it's not perfect, right? None of this is going to be. It's supposed to be have an idea of trends, right? So mm-hmm. so like you know your watch is a step counter, as accurate as that is, can be debatable. Um, and then all trails, Katie, did we determine all trails is not using your watch? All trails is well. Right. Your watch is also using GPS. Your watch is, yes. Yeah. But I feel okay, like, but I feel like you, step. if you have, if you have, is your watch the cellular watch? Yeah. So I'm okay. using so GPS. GPS. Yeah. Yeah. Because you originally swore, said that it was just a step counter on your watch. Yeah. But yeah. So I'm using GPS on my watch. Right. So it is doing that along with that because you do get like a, a mm-hmm. map when you pull that up an Apple Watch. So it's it's I, I think it's kind of reconciling the two perhaps. Or it's just using a step counter, and the and the GPS is just to mark out like where you were when it happens. Or what is Strava or how so, Strava? Well, well, all trails. How Strava's. I don't think all trails uses a step counter at all. I think it's specifically just using a GPS on your on your um, phone, right? There, there's, there's ties into it. Like you can go in and start the counter and mm-hmm. everything in your watch, but I don't think that's I don't think that means that it's going to be taking the step counter into account, right? Um, cause I've definitely gone through there and, and, and kind of look at the path it shows me on the maps and not that all trails is always accurate. We know that right right now, uh, using it, but, um, but yeah, I think it, it is just, it, it is interesting cause it's definitely different metrics. It's definitely different technologies. Then Strava's doing whatever the hell Strava's doing. Yeah. Strava's <laughs> what, I I always, it's just ridiculous. Yes. I always like using the ones that show me the map because 
like I was saying, if there's a, some weird polling interval and like you went around half of a track and then mm. the line shows you running across, that's what I saw with the like old like Nike. Remember the here. Nike device that would go in your in your shoe and then it connected to the iPod. Yeah. <laughs> was that, oh, that was the, was that the oh the, the the iPod Touch? This is before we had our Nike Plus Fitness Watch and everything, right? Yeah, like yeah. it was a Nike Plus Fitness thing that went in your shoe. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh huh. And I would constantly get like if you tried to actually track it, hmm. it would actually show you like you'd skip across the track. Right, right. Like I, I, nothing, nothing that I've seen. And these aren't loading too great. Uh, I'm trying to pull up some of my all trails. I'm, let me see if I can find like a. Long, I'm trying to figure out what like the longest kind of thing I did was. You know, um, this one. No, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, no, no. Like this. Oh no! Well, go ahead. I think this is something else we could, just talking like with Aaron and I. We're talking about it. Um, with some of these elevation changes that I'm doing on some of these hikes, mm. it's a very like this to like, it's a very steep thing. So we're wondering if it's not really registering. A di- it's like, wait, you just only like, it's like going like, oh, you only like went one step when it's supposed yeah, to yeah. like, burp, 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 you, burp, you, burp, burp, you really went 20 feet because it was vertical, but it detects us mm-hmm. 10 feet because we're looking at GPS. Yeah. Right. It's like, wait, so you didn't do anything. It's like, what? No. <laughs> and that's why yours are. And well, it would see, I'm, I'm also noticing like, like, you know, you looked at mine, I was looking at like two point, you know, 2.3 versus 2.8 or something like that. Right. Like you start, like, as you get a bigger number, the difference is going to, you know, expand, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm getting that threshold where I'm starting to notice it. And then like, when you get to 16 miles, it's going to be like, that's two miles off, you know? <laughs> so um so chilla i did draw that was i was bored at the park and like you could see the outline so then i was by myself it was late at night so i was drawing little shapes i did a little swirly thing over here and like was trying to write out words um as i was walking (laughs) that's like that's like when we started to make uh uh like like snowman faces in the in my front yard right in the snow Mm -hmm. like by walking them out but that Damn it! Now you got that in my head. <laughs> but look how good that was. That's a, that's a squirrel in the middle of a soccer field. Like I'm real, that's like my pride and joy right there. Oh, Katie, send me. Uh, wait, are those, those are in your all trails? The, these were my uh, apple. Oh, please apple. send me a couple of those. That is a possible. Uh, it's a possible cover. I don't know that or you and your trapper keeper. It was was a pretty good shot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I kept the drawings clean just for the. Oh, I fantastic. was like, I really thought about doing a giant penis in the middle of the <laughs> And then posted, like, posted the all trails and be like, well, uh, <laughs> look at that. What is that? Are you trying to, is that a turkey in the middle? Or well, so the, the, the what? zigzags with me going from the um, infield to the, the field, the uh, fence on the baseball field, okay. and then back to the infield. And I was just like trying to draw as straight a line as I see that. See, I felt weird just doing random patterns like circles and deciding, oh, I'll take a half circle now across this football practice field that I was in Springdale when my like whatever trail was really stupid and didn't work out for me. So I just like did random patterns. I need to go back and look at that, how that turned out. But but you, yeah, apparently I wasn't even halfway to your level on this one. So, (laughs) So. Um, (laughs) 
Well, I, I, I'm interested to see. Uh, well, it's pumpkin time for chili here. But I'm interested to see what other people are doing on their um, on their apps uh, too. Um, so uh, uh, let us know if you're using all trails or anything else as a as a step counter, as a mileage counter, or anything like that. Uh, kind of what you're dealing with there. Um, uh, Apodna says check the maps in Strava, and you can correct it if uh, if they're off. So that is one thing with that. What is, what is Strava versus the other ones? What's the difference there, real quick, before we head out? Uh, Strava uses the health information. It's similar to like Map My Run. Okay. Well, I don't like I haven't used Map My Run, so my YouTube GPS now, but I think it's similar to those same lines. It's just a third party app that uses the information from your phone. Okay. Okay. Just something else that kind of collects that in for mm-hmm. other connections. That's good. Well, um, very interesting. I, I love that this problem solving that we've developed in this thing. So, <laughs> uh, John Chichilla, thank you so much. Good to have you back, sir. Thank you, sir. And I'll be hopefully back next week, too. Excellent. Excellent. And Katie, thank you so much for hanging out with us once again. Hey, no problem. It was fun. It was Miss Chilla. It's been a bit. He abandoned <laughs> us. Too long. The chill, <laughs> the chill and the duds back together again. So, <laughs> and me, I'm I'm always here. Uh, at Suckertron on the Twitter, you can see my adventures from this past weekend uh, since we started heading out for Florida. And it looks like the traveling has begun again. Uh, I will uh, apparently be heading up Chicago for something on Thursday night, as well as uh, uh, apparently the return to the Midwest with Detroit and Chicago the next weekend after we do our West Coast adventures. So um, it's going to get interesting. Um, So thank you so much for uh, joining us here. You have been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. Joe is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at Sorgatron.